Okay, one week until Election Day. I know. Can you believe it? I mean, this is the shortest election we can legally have, 36 days of campaigning. And I think for a lot of people who just maybe kind of got into the election after Labor Day, once kids got back to school, back to work, summer vacations were done, it's kind of hard to believe that the election is upon us. It's uh, almost here. So where is the race and who has got ground to make up? Let's welcome in Sean Simpson with Ipsos. He joins us now here on Global News Radio. Sean, nice to have you back on. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. What is the latest polling telling us with a week to go? Uh, who's in the lead? Well, the, the polls show that it's a very tight race, uh, as it has been uh, pretty well since week two. So heading into the campaign, the Liberals had a six-point lead. It evaporated fairly quickly, and we've been in a statistical tie ever since. Now, prior to the debates, momentum seemed to be on the conservative side, uh, but uh, it looks like uh, some of the polls are coming out suggesting maybe the Liberals have managed to turn the page a little bit, claw back a few points of, of support. Of course, Battleground Ontario uh, is the most crucial uh, for the the campaign. Uh, The Liberals had an eight-point lead in the 2019 election, uh, but it's it's tight here in Ontario, and uh, and that means the election could go either way at this point. All right, I was about to ask you, did last week's two debates have any effect uh, on the numbers, and it looks like uh, they've had some sort of uh, effect? Yeah, maybe just a, 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 a not a not a resurgence, but a, a reversal of the momentum, or at least a stopping of the momentum for the Conservative Party. Uh, actually, the, the big winners from the uh, from the debate might be the Bloc Québécois, uh, following the English uh, debates and some of the uh, the controversy that uh, that emerged uh, following uh, following that event. So. Where, where I'm going to be watching very closely in the in the coming days is uh, those sort of uh, liberal bloc voters uh, in Quebec, some of those ridings that are that are closest. Uh, because in order for the Liberals to win, uh, and certainly to gain a majority, they need to stave off the bloc. They need to even pick up seats from uh, from the bloc Quebecois in Quebec. If they're not able to do that, then we're probably in for more of the same, in which case we would have had an election during a pandemic where the result is essentially the same as it was going in. Okay, so you, pollsters, you'll be watching Quebec very closely. You mentioned Ontario a second ago and whether or not the Conservatives can chip away at some liberal ridings or seats there. Is that going to be the story of this election, do you think, Sean, or is there somewhere else we need to keep a close eye on? Well, certainly the 905 is going to be the most critical region of any uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the country. Uh, in, in, in the areas surrounding Toronto, those are both numerous, uh, those ridings are numerous, and, and also swing ridings. They tend to go back and forth from campaign to campaign. Uh, the, uh, the Liberals did quite well in 905 last time. The Tories really need to hone in there. Uh, other regions that could play a role, Winnipeg, for example, where all three of the leading parties uh, have a shot at winning, winning seats there. And as we move further west into uh, Metro Vancouver in particular, uh, south of the city in the Delta area, uh, where where the Conservatives uh, are, are likely to do fairly well. Uh, I think that's going to be also an important region. You know, we always say, oh, it could be a late night. British Columbia could uh, could, could uh, decide things. And, and rarely does it come to fruition because once you get past Ontario, things are generally sorted out. But it is so close this time. Maybe British Columbians uh, will, will be the tipping point at, at the end of the night. Uh, it's just that tight of a horse race. Yeah, we could be in for a late night next week. Who knows? As we're joined by Sean Simpson from Ipsos, talking about the election with, yes, seven days to go. And Sean, just wondering if you're seeing anything in the numbers, in the way of trends or or issues, uh, something that's really resonated amongst uh, voters here in this final week that Mm. might tip the scales in favor of one party. 
Well, what's really interesting is that uh, this is, has been uh, a campaign that's not about issues. Uh, the, the prime minister was looking to find a wedge issue between himself and the, and, and the conservatives uh, and sort of struggled to, to, to find one. In the absence of that, this campaign has been about uh, whether we should be having a campaign at all. They're kind of a funny thing to have an election about. But um, <laughs> sentiment uh, was about 55% of Canadians at the start of the campaign believing we shouldn't have one. That usually subsides as we move on to more substantive issues. It's now two-thirds of Canadians, up 12 points, who believe we shouldn't be having a campaign. So that does not bode well for the for the Prime Minister. Uh, that said, uh, we also see uh, a climb in the proportion of people who believe that uh, Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole has a hidden agenda. So some of the fear-mongering that uh, some of the other parties have been, been lauding his way, some of it is starting to stick. So we'll be watching this throughout the, the, uh, the final moments of the campaign because uh, it's, uh, it's kind of an anger versus fear. You know, the progressives are always fearful of the, uh, of the Conservatives, and of course the Conservatives are always angry at the incumbent government. So which one of these emotions wins out in election remains to be seen uh, and uh, if one escalates in these final days that could be just enough to tip uh, to tip the results of the election now sean we're also hearing about strong advanced poll numbers and i believe today is the final day to uh, go to an advanced poll to cast your ballot uh, early uh, are those numbers indeed do you know big and what if anything do strong advanced poll numbers tell us well uh, i'm a firm believer that strong advanced polls tell us that m- more people voted early and, and really, that's it, um, because uh, uh, it seems to be more and more people are doing that. Of course, our polling has shown that one in four Canadians are are um, afraid to, to, to vote in person on Election Day uh, because, uh, you know, long lineups and COVID protocols, etc. So I think maybe more are going out to vote um, to vote early. I mean, everything in this campaign seems to point towards lower turnout, you know, COVID fears, uh, maybe not being enthusiastic about any of the parties, a lack of a a wedge issue to to drive one's supporters out to the polls. Um, So I think that that more people are voting early just suggests that fewer people will vote on Election Day, uh, and it doesn't necessarily give an advantage to one party or the other. Lower turnout elections generally favor the Conservatives because older people are more likely to vote. Um, so uh, I can't say one way or the other whether uh, increased advanced polling is going to be helpful for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really confounding, isn't it? Because uh, I'm with you. I think these advanced poll numbers show that people wanted to get there uh, before, you know, the, the election day where there could be uh, groups en masse going to polling centers and they wanted to avoid any uh, COVID exposure or risk. Older voters, as we know, are also more at risk when it comes to COVID. So does that keep them home uh, as well? There's a lot of unknowns here right now. Yeah, and and especially, I mean, much has been made about the mail-in ballots, but that is that's a new way of voting for a lot of people who who just you know aren't familiar with it. And so I think you know even though at the start of the campaign, we our polls suggested that upwards of millions of people could be casting their ballot by mail. I just don't think that that that's going to happen. Um, if it's a high turnout election, that generally favors the Liberals and the NDP because younger people usually means that younger people have showed showed up to vote uh, more than they they have in the past. Uh, but uh, at the moment, I'm not sure we can read too much into how advanced polls would impact the outcome of the election. Uh, if a lot of people have voted by mail, it may mean that even on election night, we won't know the result if, because it's going to take, I think they said five days extra to count those ballots. So we could be uh, left hanging for a little while uh, beyond the, the 20th if, if it's not a conclusive victory. 
All right, just finally, Sean, you crunch the numbers daily. You look at this uh, stuff inside and out. Uh, how surprised, how shocked would you be when next Tuesday we would be talking about a majority government? Uh, is that even a possibility still, or is it pretty much a foregone conclusion? Whoever wins, it's a minority situation again. Yeah, I think a majority is pretty well off the table uh, for all the parties, uh, you know, barring some some catastrophic event for one of the parties in the, in the home stretch. Uh, the, 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 the Liberals just don't have enough support in Quebec. Uh, they're not leading by a wide enough margin in Ontario to pick up the seats that they need. Uh, conversely, uh, in, uh, for the Conservatives, uh, you know, they, they, they can do it without Quebec, but uh, it's a little bit easier if they, if they have more votes there. In the mid-20s would be fine. They need to build a lead in Ontario, which they do not have. And there's a three-way race in in British Columbia right now, which would present uh, prevent them from picking up, uh, you know, a greater number of seats than they already have there. So uh, we look we look like a we're in a deadlock position. Uh, I think the only real um, thing that's up in the air is whether or not it'll be conservative or or liberal led. The liberal vote is more efficient. So right now, I give a very slight advantage to them. All right, one week to go. Sean, thanks for this. Really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. All right, Sean Simpson is with Ipsos. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.